I'm going to give a minute for our kids to exit. Thank you to everybody that is loving on them today. They don't hear me, but God does, and we're praying for them as they get to teach our kids and raise them up. So thirsty right now. Okay, that's what happens when you have like an extraordinary amount of coffee and a minimal amount of water. So I'm very caffeinated right now. Um, So I'll share a little bit about what's going on in my heart before we kind of dive into uh, the order of service. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Aaron Maines, um, and I get to be a part of this awesome body of believers here, believers in Jesus Christ. And um, our pastor, Jay Francoeur, in the checkered shirt right there, um, has been uh, just really listening to the Spirit and pouring into a lot of individuals who get to share uh, their heart get to share God's heart, get to open his word, and um, I'm really privileged to be able to learn under Jay, Um, and I feel like we should honor him right now. I feel like we should just tell him how much we appreciate him. So Jay, let's let's give him like a round of applause and like get, let's get noisy. Um, He doesn't get to hear it as often because he's often up here sharing, but um, he's been such an encouragement to me. Um, He's he's a brother like no other. I'm not going to keep rhyming, but um, yeah, I just feel so blessed to be able to uh, learn what it means to open up the Word of God, to minister to the Word of God, um, to follow in his example of loving and caring for people and being a shepherd, to follow in his example as he follows Jesus on what it means to be the church, right? Because we don't come to church. It's not like we get to choose where we come to church, but everywhere we go, we get to manifest, to make make this reality of who God is, re, like real, to manifest it, to make it flesh, to make it like tangible. So it's not just something that like we read in scriptures and is disconnected with our everyday life. Um, it's actually that wherever we go, those of us who believe in Jesus Christ, right, who believe that he was sent from God, lived a perfect life, right? None of us live perfect. Like, we don't need to show hands for that because it's just like, we know, we know. Like, and if, you, if there's one person that wanted to put their hands up, I'll talk to you afterwards. Um, that's a joke. But um, none of us are perfect, right? But Jesus was the one who was sent from God, Right? The anointed one, the Christ, means the anointed one, set apart. Every day of his life, he did exactly what the Father, God the Father, wanted him to do. I think about that and it just like blows my mind. I'm lucky if I get one moment in a day where I do something remotely close to be able to be considered good, right? And sometimes, by God's grace, I stumble into something and I'm like, wow, God just used me. What just happened? I want more of that. But Jesus lived never separated from that life of God. He lived always doing what God wanted. So when we, he went to a town, like, he would see the people, right? And he would, he would see their hearts. 
he could hear their thoughts. He would see the sick and he wouldn't see their infirmity. He would see them fully delivered and healed as God wanted, right? And he would just pray for them and they would be healed. So that any place he went, they would bring all the sick to him because that that's not of this world, right? That's not of this world that, that a person who is blind could be standing in a crowd outside. Jesus comes to them. He prays or he wipes mud in their eyes and says, receive your sight. There's no one like that. And here's the crazy thing. He wants to live in us. What? Him, like Jesus Christ, He wants to live and breathe and move through us so that when we encounter people, they don't encounter us. I mean... We all love each other, and it's awesome. We want to encounter each other. But there's a longing in our hearts to be known by God and to encounter Him. So we get to carry Him, and people get to encounter God. That's crazy. That doesn't make sense. Let's rewind a little bit. So God sent Him, right? And He sent Him so that we could exchange all the filth in our life. All the sin in our hearts. All the rebellion. That we like. Rebel against God. All the bad choices we make. All the times we've hurt the ones we love. All the times we've hurt strangers. All the times we've considered people an inconvenience. Rather than. People born in the image of God. All the times that we've elevated ourselves. To the point of destructing others around us. Jesus came. And he he was killed. He died on a cross. His blood was shed. And in the, the Old Testament. If you're not familiar with the Bible. And the story of the Bible. It says that. Without the shedding of blood. There is no forgiveness of sins. So without blood to be shed. And that was. God talking forward to the perfect sacrifice that would come. You know, in the Old Testament, the Jews were commanded to do sacrifices to atone for their sins, right? It was a covering over. But that was an imperfect sacrifice because it was an animal. Jesus came as the perfect sacrifice for everyone here today, right now. All of us. And his blood was perfect. He died on the cross. He was buried. He was put in a tomb. But because he was God, that tomb couldn't hold him. Amen? Amen. It's awesome. That's the gospel. So on the third day, when that heavy, huge stone was rolled there that no man could move, God moved it and rolled that stone out of the way. This is not a fable. This is not a fable. This is the truth of who Jesus is. And Jesus came out of that tomb alive. And that same spirit that lives in Jesus, that rose him from the dead, 
when we believe in His shed blood on the cross, that it was for us, it was for me, Aaron, for my sin, we move from death to life eternally. Anybody who confesses Jesus Christ as Lord and believes that God raised Him from the dead will have eternal life. Amen? That's the gospel. That's why we're here. And today, if you hear, okay, if you hear the Spirit, if that message resounds, like, it quickens something, it does something in here, that's the Holy Spirit. And Scripture says, today, today, right now, if you hear His voice, do not harden your heart. Listen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that we even get to come into your presence. The fact that we could come into your presence is amazing. And Lord, we ask for your presence to be mighty in this place today, God. Every heart that comes in here, Lord, has needs. And I pray that you would still the thoughts of everybody in here. I pray that you'd remove distractions in the name of Jesus. I pray that we would only hear your voice, your Holy Spirit today. Lord, speak through me, this vessel, my body, your words, not mine. We love you. We want to glow we want to grow closer to you every day of our lives. Help us do that today in your perfect will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Awesome. Okay. So let me backtrack a little bit. We're in a series, um, and I'm kind of ad-libbing this. Uh, it's called Cultivate Life. And as a body, we're learning what it means to instill some habits, right? Some things that will help us grow in the life God has for us. And today, next slide, let's see. Okay. So what we've been studying is one, two, three, four, five. These five habits. Um, first, awesome message. Awesome message Jay gave on the Word. How we have to Get before God's word, right? It's not a bummer. It's an awesome thing to get into God's word. Get before God's word so that our minds can be renewed. Because we need new minds to walk out this new life that Jesus has given us. So we have to get into the word to know what the new life is and then how to live it. And his word instructs us for that, right? That's the first series. Number two is action. And that was last week. Um, I would encourage you to go back on our website, listen to the messages if you haven't already, especially the one on Word. Because today, we can't really move forward in listening to the Spirit unless we have some of His Word underneath us. Okay? That's the foundation. Yes. So last week, we 
we talked about action, right? The Holy Spirit wants to fill us, not so that we could be a lake, but a river, right? If you've heard that said before, he doesn't want to fill us so that we have this Holy Spirit, but it never flows out. Because if we're a lake, we, we become a swamp. Um, and swamps smell. So we don't want to be swamps. Um, but there's, anyway, so... We want the Holy Spirit. I actually, God gave me like this picture this week of like the fact that there is a spring, okay, that water comes up from the ground and just goes out. And if you actually look in it, in the book of Ezekiel, um, I believe it's chapter 39. Oh boy, scripture memory test right here. Um, nope, it's chapter 40, I think. Anyway, I'm going to do it from memory. You can check me later. Email me. Um, in the book of Ezekiel, this is an awesome picture. God takes Ezekiel, this prophet of God, in the spirit. He takes him to this temple. And it's the temple where God's spirit dwells. And And God's spirit leads him out into this river. And there's this river that is actually coming from underneath the temple in the ground. And it flows out from the temple. And God takes Ezekiel into this water. and And it talks about the fact how it gets like progressively deeper. This water. And he's leading him out in this water until the water's above his head and he can't go any deeper. Because of the strength of the current. And the picture that God was kind of like revealing by his word to me is that that is a picture of us, right? This is the temple that God gives us, this flesh. We leave this one day, right? We don't get to stay in this body right now forever. We're going to leave this tent. But right now, this body, he wants that river to be underneath of us so that rivers of living water would come out of us. So that people would encounter God. Like, boom, this river like shoots out and somebody is just having a bummer of a day. And you're at work and you just are like, feel compelled to like go encourage somebody. And you're like, it just makes sense. I'm going to do it. And you're just like, hey, I just want you to know you're awesome. Like, I really appreciate X, Y, and Z. The way that you, um, I don't know, sent that awesome email. Um, as Emails can be awesome. And whatever, you're just encouraging that person. But what they're encountering in their, in their moment of need is just like, what? Like, and it just refreshes them, right? And it doesn't have to be a talk about an email, but it's just God's spirit moving through you. So when we're centered over God's will, that river of living water, it's not going to stop. You can't stop water, you know? It's going to go through and it's going to move through you. So, what I wanted to do now is, since we talked about action last week, we dialogue in this church, in this body. I wanted to give space for anybody um, to share about a way that either they were blessed by action or that God allowed um, them to be a blessing. So the question is, this past week, how did God bless you? in someone else's action, and how, or how did you get to be a blessing? And don't be shy, because 
you might think like, oh, it might be prideful to say how God used me. But no, he actually wants to, to duplicate those uses so that his kingdom would just be spread. So if he used you and it's on your heart, share it. Because it's going to multiply in this congregation. Because that's what God does. So a way that you were a blessing or blessed. And yes, go ahead. Okay. Wow. What's your name? Danielle. That's amazing. And you might get to talk to Danielle. No. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> we get it. We get it. We don't want to set an expectation and then like, I thought I was going to talk to Danielle. What? Yeah. That's awesome. Wow, how fortunate how fortunate for that person that they got to speak to you in that moment of need, right? Thank you for volunteering. Thank you for putting your life out there to save others. That's awesome. Emma, we love you. <laughs> and everybody's been blessed by Emma in here. Let's honor Emma. Yes, she does. And thank you for taking over the prayer section. That's awesome. Prayer is mighty. And you're changing lives when you pray for people. You might not always see that outcome or the finished work, but you're a warrior. That's awesome. We need prayer warriors. Thank you. Action. We're talking about action. Yes, Ruth. That's awesome. And is it Lindsay next to you? Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> it's your friend Lindsay so I was like I'm pretty sure but we would honor you anyway Lindsay because God always speaks through you and, and uh, we love to hear what, what God has to share through you so thank you that's awesome is it Airbnb where you get to sleep on people's couches is that what it is is that what it is I don't know it doesn't matter but that's awesome He does now. <laughs> Carrot cake. Yeah. Yeah, that's really powerful what you just shared. Like, first of all, we want to just keep honoring Jay for. I love that you said that he gets to. Sh- he shares his heart like in a way where. It's natural for Jay to get up here and say, like, how he's not he's not meeting God's standard. He's not, and it's so natural, but it's really hard to do um, because the pressure is to like get up here and feel like you're doing everything perfect. Because I don't, I'm not real good at like sharing my weaknesses, but Jay's really good at that, and it does bless us every time. It does bless us every time, and you get carrot cake. <laughs> Yeah. What other kinds of cake do you like? Or pie? We got a captive audience. Yeah. Go ahead. But God switched it on you. And he showed like, no, I'm going to bless you more. You more. You more. That's awesome. And we're going to move on for sake of time. I mean, we probably could spend the whole service doing this. And it would be really cool. 
it would be awesome, but we're going to move on. Um, so thank you. I, I, that's something I think during this series we want to hear because it's really encouraging. It's encouraging to the person who ex- ex- expended their time and energy on being a blessing uh, that we can honor them. And it's also encouraging to just hear how God blesses us more when we get to be a blessing. It's awesome. Um, okay, now we get to our topic. I almost forgot that we were talking about this. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, so we're talking about today the habit of time. Um, and it's not just about time. It's about time spent listening each one of us individually in our lives, time spent listening to the Spirit of God, to the Holy Spirit. And that's why in the beginning I talked about His Word. Because we don't want to go astray. We want His Word to be the lamp under our feet and a light under our path as we're listening to Him. So, if we want to boil this down to kind of like a essential question... The first question that comes to my mind is how do we discern the voice of God, the Holy Spirit? How do we know when God is speaking to us and it's not our burrito from lunch? How do we know it's God speaking to us and it's not just a a thought that we're having? How do we know it's God speaking to us and not the enemy? By what he says, yeah. We want, to be a, we want to be a people that like John 10 says, right? That we hear the shepherd's voice and we only follow his voice because we know the sound qualities of his voice. And we don't follow an enemy's voice because we say, hmm, that's not the shepherd. And God will bring us into that place by his Holy Spirit. He's the counselor, he's the comforter, he's the teacher. When we bring ourselves before him in worship, he'll bring us to the place where we get to hear his voice. And that's the awesomest thing in the world. Romans 10.17 says, So faith comes by hearing, comes from hearing. Faith actually comes from hearing. And hearing through the word of Christ. Amen. So, what does it mean to spend time alone with the Spirit of God? What does this habit look like in our lives? What what should it look like? So, the practical question that I'm asking is, how do we do this? How do we do this? So let's dialogue. Let's dialogue about it. How do we do this? Fellowshipping with one another. Yes. God speaks through his body, right? We get to discern and hear the Spirit's voice through others. And sometimes when we are in a place where fear is too great in us, anxiety is too great in us, um, we just are blocked for whatever reason. God, by his grace, will allow a brother or sister to come alongside of us and kind of like, like unclog our hearing. I've had that happen several times. And it's awesome. So thank you. How else? How do we get to do that? How do we do this? 
Yeah. Right? Like what we just shared, the stories of others, those are called testimonies. And testimonies, the main point of a testimony is to say, do it again, God. Do it again through me. Do something awesome through me. Like, I know you can because I hear it happening. How else? Yes. So, Scripture tells us to be careful to entertain strangers, right? Because we might be entertaining angels unaware. Like, Abraham entertained the three visitors, and he's entertaining the Son of God. And what... I don't know enough about that story to authoritatively tell you, but he was entertaining more than angels. Let's just say that. Um, And yeah, God... God can bring a word to us through very unlikely sources, very unlikely circumstances. And he does that. He still speaks today. How else? Let's take like one or two more, then we'll move on. Yes. You hit the nail on the head. That's, yeah. Like any relationship. There has to be time spent listening. So you have prayer, you have meditation, prayers. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, that's actually my next point. So we're going to segue right there. Perfect. Per- no, perfect timing. That's that's just the Holy Spirit being like, we have more to do. Yep. Let's move. Um. Yeah, what Kurt was saying is God gives us different ways of communicating with him. Prayer and supplication is just like, I got all this going on behind me, God, and I need you for everything, and I'm starting my list because you love to hear from me. And we get to share whatever's burdening us with God, who's our Father, who loves to hear from us. You know, we're, we're told to ask, to seek, to knock. That the one who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, the one who knocks, the door shall be opened unto him. Praise God, right? So he's saying, like, what's burdening you, child of God? Like, bring it to me. I, I love to hear from you. I love to show my power demonstrated through your life in ways that you couldn't imagine. But it takes us Stopping the spinning cycle of like our own rabbit trails of thoughts, which I'm all too familiar with. That's like my biggest guilt is like I get caught up in my head and God just like like shakes me like get out of there. It's kind of like the rainbow spinny wheel when you're going to save your PowerPoint before the morning service. Let's just make a hypothetical and. And it just, you see it, and you're just like, it's frozen. It's frozen. It's frozen. And then, it's kind of like, God, sometimes we get frozen in our own thoughts, our own experience, so that we can see that they were futile, right? It was a meaningless endeavor anyway, not the PowerPoint, but like that, that cycle that we were caught up in was meaningless, and God wants to kind of shake us out of the meaninglessness and transfer us, because meaninglessness actually in God's kingdom is death. 
We can be caught in a place in our mind where we're actually submitting our minds rather than taking captive thoughts. Like think of a soldier. Yes. Yeah. Let's get him up here. I'm just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> no. I'm just joking. Yeah, keep going. This is awesome. Yes. I'm glad that you interrupted me with that. That was awesome. Yeah, that's a, a greater analogy than what I was going to share. It's a greater analogy. Because God shows us His love for us like in our imperfect love for our children, he shows us his perfect love for us because it's multiplied by like numbers that we can't reproduce on this earth. Like his love for us. Oh, that we would know the depth of the riches, like of the length, of the breadth, of the width of his love for us, right? That's awesome. So yeah, God wants us as his children to let that yoke that burdens us off our shoulders in His presence, under His provision, under His care. And it's a hard thing for us sometimes to do. And He's gracious with us. He's so gracious, right? There's a scripture that says, if a son comes to a father and asks for a fish, will he give him a stone? And like in our experience, depends on the day. But... We're imper- it's showing us that if we, who are imperfect sinners, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more does our Heavenly Father know how to give good gifts to us? And the key thing there is that a fish is something that's living. It's something that brings health and nutrition to our body. And He's not going to give us something that's dead if we ask for something that's living. And when we ask for the Holy Spirit, to speak to us, to have His way in our life, to remove this burden, He is going to give us life. And we can bank on that. We run into the shelter, the fortress that is Jesus Christ, and we get to say yes and amen to the things that He's already said. I'm giving you these. These are yours. Just take them. Come to me. We get to run into the shelter that's Christ, and the things that are in God's will that are yes and amen come true. Amen? And yes. And that happens because of who He is. Not because of our performance. Not because of how good we were that week. How bad we were. How much we listened. How much we didn't listen. Because of who He is. His namesake. Because He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. Jehovah. Jireh. The Lord our provider. Who provides life to those who come to Him. All day. 24-7. Even outside of time. So, here's some like practical things that we can kind of step on. Because sometimes it feels we talk very, at least for me, I talk very like ethereal. And that's awesome because the Spirit will help us discern that in our minds. But we want to also know what's the practical? Like how do we actually do this? And what we're saying as a body is these are not things that you have to check off like, okay, they want me to spend at least one time in prayer per week listening to the Spirit. Well, how long? Like 16 minutes. Okay, I'll do 15. I got 15. It's not about that. God's not about our list and our to-do list because this is not 
something that we do to be. We're not doing this to become it, but actually we're asking God for the Him to put the being, His Holy Spirit, that, that part of us that lives, Him living in us, and then the doing would result from that. Okay? So the first practical thing that we can kind of hang our hats on or step on solid ground is that we have to be intentional. We have to be intentional and we have to set aside a designated time. Okay? And what we're saying here, if if you're new to this or if you're not doing it and you're just feeling like, I don't have any time, that's the one thing I don't have. You know? What we're saying, okay, it's just one time per week. If you can give more, give more. But just give one time per week where you can get alone with God and listen to His voice. See this as like precious time. This is time with your Father who, lo- who longs and loves to hear from you. It's like coming to the Thanksgiving table after you've been purposefully not eating all day because you want that turkey to taste really good. And God's not going to bring you raw turkey. He's going to bring you the most amazing, perfectly cooked turkey with His presence. It might not happen the first time when you set aside that time. But trust that He will. Okay? Two, number two, eliminate distractions. Eliminate as much as you possibly can distractions. And what we're saying is distractions to your senses. So it's going to be difficult to do this if you're like at a rock concert. I don't know. It's going to be difficult. Not saying he can't speak, because he can. But what we're saying is we need to get in a place where our hearts are quiet before Him. We need to quiet our minds, quiet our hearts. Ask Him for help in doing that. Like, Jesus, I feel really stressed. I feel really hurried. I just think about all these things. I need you to come and make my my heart still. Right? If your heart's feeling like a stormy sea, He can calm that sea. Come to Him and ask Him. As much as we can, we want to provide for ourselves to hear from God a place that's quiet, a place that doesn't have distractions like TV, phone, leave your phone, uh, iPads. Um, shut the door if you can. Turn the lights out. Get into a comfortable position. You know, if you're like on your head balancing, all you're going to think about is the blood rushing to your head. That's an extreme example to say you want it to minimize any bodily discomfort. Okay, because you want to, you want it just to be your thoughts centered on Him and what He's saying. That's why in Matthew six six, Jesus says, "But when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret." Ah, it's awesome! Like He wants to encounter us in this secret place between him and us. Like we are the bride of Christ. And he wants, it's like a a, a love note that he sent to us and he wants to meet us in this garden 
and he wants to share his heart for us. It's his love that he wants to share with you. And his love frees you. Pray to your father who is in secret. And when your father who sees in secret who sees in secret will reward you. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Our strength with God is found in that secret place. And if you're feeling without strength today, don't be, don't be discouraged. Don't feel condemned. He has not condemned you. If you're a child of God today, there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Your strength is in that secret place. And when your father sees and you hear from your father his love in that secret place, he's going to do crazy things that only he could do out in the open. He's not concerned with us showing off in the open and missing him in the secret. That's backwards and twisted. He's, his heart says... Desire to meet with me in the secret place. And he's going to teach us. He's going to show us who he is. The riches of who Jesus Christ is. It's amazing. And don't be surprised if he starts amplifying his voice in the rest of your day. Don't be surprised if he gives you a word for somebody else. That word for somebody else most often resounds with his love. It will resound with his love for that person. The third kind of practical thing, the posture of your heart, if you go to that place but you don't want to hear from God for whatever reason, that's dangerous. So you kind of let you have to let your guard down. You have to open up your life and your heart to him. And he's not concerned with outward appearances. He's concerned with your heart. So do you you get before that place and you just say, "God, you say in your word, I'm your child. I want to hear your voice." That's it. He's a good father. And he longs to spend time with you. Alright, let me read this. 1 Corinthians 2, 9-13. to I want you to close your eyes. Holy Spirit, we just... We submit this service to you, Lord. I pray that your voice would be the loudest voice in everyone's heart right now. Open ears, Lord, in Jesus' name. I want you to listen for God's voice right now. Alright, you can open your eyes. Is there anything that anybody heard God say that you feel like you should share? For the encouragement of this body. 
It's really quiet in here. Don't feel weird about this. Um, yeah. Say it again. Okay. Yeah, so the removal of shame. Don't feel shame if we haven't been giving this because God wants to start now. And we actually have to submit our wills to his, right? Thank you. Man, because I wasn't sure how long I was going to wait for (laughs) silence. So thank you for stepping out, Corey. Anything else? Oftentimes what God shares to you is not just for you, but it's meant to bless the body. So I would encourage you, the things that God shares with you, speak in the open. Okay? And don't just share them with believers. Share them with whoever he, whomever he says, whenever he says. And trust him. If, if our heart's posture is doing it in love, in love, it's hard to go wrong. If we're just like, Lord, we, I want to love you and I want to love this person. It's hard to go wrong. That's our bearing. Last chance. Anything else? Yes. Mm. Wow. So God, we just ask that pressure to leave and everybody who's feeling that pressure today by your spirit. Go ahead. Be patient with yourself. So being patient with ourselves is loving ourselves. Because the first thing that love is, is what? Is patient. And God is like so patient with us. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, To be patient with ourselves. And if we're patient with ourselves, God loves us, right? We don't want to disagree with him. If he loves us, we're worthy of love. Mmm. Hearing his voice say, I have never left you or forsaken you, is a promise that he never will. Right? And a lot of times that's our fear. Our fear is that, how's all that stuff behind me, God? Like how, or in front of me, wherever it is in your mind, like, how is this gonna work out? Siri. She always gets us at the the best times. (laughs) All right. Here's what I want to encourage you with. There's parts of Christianity in our experience where that gets weird. Let's be honest. Like, where God is speaking to me and you're like, halfway checked out of the conversation because you're on your guard. Um, I think God speaking to our hearts, giving time for the Spirit to speak to our hearts should be normative, not weird. It should be like, He just loves us so much that He can't go a day without telling us something that's going to bless us and those around us. 
How are we doing? So let's get back to the practical. We're not going to dialogue about this. What stops us? I'm going to, I just want to read to you my spinny wheel thought pattern of what stops me. Okay? First one, life. Life. Stress. Demands of the day. Demands of the day ahead of you. Demands of the day behind you. Demands of the day next week. Demands of our jobs. Unbelief in me. Unbelief for many reasons. A feeling of unworthiness to go before a holy God. Family demands. For moms, this is a big one. Especially if your kids wake you up in the morning. It's like, they need you all day. And how do you find time? And I do not have an answer. (laughs) But I trust that God will supply his wisdom, his timing, and his answer. We couldn't be here without you, Mom, so we honor you. Yes, Mom. You specifically. I love you, and, I, and we're honoring you today. <laughs> but you did bless me this week, so thank you for that. I'll share that. I get to share, too. Um, I was in that place of the spinny wheel thought, where it's just like, i got to get this out. i got to get all this out. And I was just like, I, got, I picked her up, and she was in the car with me, and I was just like, I just need you to listen. Like, right off the bat. Not like, hey, Mom, how are you? Just like, need. <laughs> like, and she did, graciously, for a long time. Um, and then at the end, she prayed with me, and it was awesome. So thank you. Well, God brought it to light anyway. And thank you, Dad, for praying with me before the service. Hearing your heart pray like brought me into a place where I almost started crying because there's something about praying with your dad. It's awesome. And if you don't have a father you can pray with, know that you have a perfect father in heaven who wants to meet with you every day and pray with you. Okay. Feeling distant from God. Sometimes we don't want to connect with God because we have felt distant and we're not sure how that distance is going to be bridged because of our unbelief. That's me. Feeling God is distant from us. Sometimes our thoughts trick us and we think God's dis- he's not going to come close to me for whatever reason. Maybe there's a sin you struggled with and you're like, I'm just garbage right now. Like, Why would he want to talk to me? But he's going to come to you and he's going to come in and with his fire, he's going to refine that. But the first thing he draws us with is his kindness and his mercy. But he doesn't want to leave us in a place of keep returning to something. Truthfully, like scripture says, like a dog returns to its vomit. Like 
I have a dog. I've seen him do it. It's horrible, right? And sometimes we keep going back to a sin to fill us, and God's like there like, no! 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 Like, it's not comical to him, but to us, when we watch our dog do it, it's comical. But then we put ourselves in the place of the dog, and we're like... But the truth is, is that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, so it takes action on our behalf to agree with God that that was sin. And then it takes us coming to him and asking him for his power to deliver us. Joining with another believer whom we trust and watching that area leave our life by his grace, by his power, by his Holy Spirit. Amen? Here's what I'm going to say. I'm probably going really long, so I apologize to anybody who's sensitive on time. But we're going to finish this thing. Okay? I apologize in advance for going long, but secretly, I'm not apologizing. (laughs) Because God's saying finish it, so we're finishing this, okay? The kids haven't come up yet. I know I'm a little long. If you need to, like... But we're in this. We're in this together. Um, There's also other things... And you can insert your own area that keeps you from doing this. Okay, we know, our, we know, and if not, God will reveal it to us. But, a lot of the times, my excuse is like, look at all these things that I gotta do, or I, ha- I can't drop any of these. What do you, what do I do, God? Like, I have all these areas, I cannot let any one of them go right now. That's what it seems like to me. So how can I, like, Do what you're calling me to do. And me and Steph were around a dinner table this summer. My wife, Steph. We were were on a dinner table at Rodizio's Grill. And God was had been speaking to us for a while. And he had been leading us in a direction. And I knew that this dinner was going to be important because God told me. And he told me right when I woke up. I had been asking God... I asked him for signs because I felt like what he was calling me to do to me, and this is me in the secret place with God. I said to God, I feel like you're calling me to walk on water, but I don't have faith. So I need you to provide solid ground to get me going. And I said, God, I need for you to give me stepping stones. I'm just giving you an example of how he speaks. The morning I woke up, that morning, oftentimes God, I've been praying for God to speak to me in my dreams also. Because in scripture it says that God at night, like our, our, he instructs us, our heart instructs us that he actually can move in a way where he uses our downtime to be his on time. And when I woke up that morning, God said, stepping stone. So clear And I'm just going to tell you, when he, there are times when he speaks, and it is him, but you're not sure because faith or doubt clouds it. But there are times when he speaks where you're like, I just know it was God. I don't no one needs to convince me. I don't need to tell anybody. I don't need to ask for prayer on discernment. It was God. And it was that day that I got a call to come to this dinner because somebody that I'd been in conversation with, another believer, was like, I think you should go. And I was like, I know I should go. He told me this morning. We get to the dinner table and we're having a conversation about what we believe God is calling us to. And me and Steph were there and it got practical. It's like, okay, well, how's this going to work? 
and we kind of like me kind of just like ejected my uh, crazy circle all the things that we're doing like how are we going to do what we believe God's calling us to with all of this how and what the gentleman who's a pastor from upstate New York said to me his name's Robert he said when you fell in love with your wife did you have to sit down with your calendar and find time Did you have to look at your schedule, Google schedule on your phone? How do we get to that again? Um, okay, I have three to four, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I have, it's ridiculous. He said, in the same way to what God is calling you to, you just need to fall in love. Because where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. Right? Amen? And guess what? If we're looking at our lives and we're seeing our treasure's not where he wants it to be, the fact that you get to see that is his mercy. That's his mercy. He wouldn't reveal that to you if he didn't want you to get there. And he wouldn't tell you to get there if he wasn't going to equip you along the way to get there. Psalm 34, 4-6. We're going to have to skip a slide, I think. Psalm 34, 4-6 says, I sought the Lord and He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant. Kind of like Moses when he met with Him. He came down off the mountain and His face glowed. So much so He had to put a veil on it. It was embarrassing how much His face glowed. Because he had been gazing into God. And their faces, who are radiant, shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. And we are that poor man, woman. I am that poor man. And guess what? You get to be that poor person every day. That poor man who cries out to God. Just say his name, Jesus. If you have no other words, you just say his name. Because he's your good father, Jesus. And he will deliver you from all your troubles. Okay, we're going to close on this. Matthew thirteen, forty-four. Matthew thirteen forty four. It's going to get projected. The kingdom of heaven. This is my, one of my favorite parables. Awesome. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. It's like a treasure hidden in a field. Which a man found. And covered up. Then. In his joy, he goes and sells all that he has to buy the field. Those who lose their lives for his sake 
will find what is truly life. If you found that treasure in the field today, don't go searching for another one. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And if you feel like you've lost seeing that treasure for what it is, then we're going to pray that God would restore that by His grace and by His mercy right now. Let's pray. Father, we thank You that we get to be alive on this earth and we thank You that we get to be living because You have raised us from death to life. And we ask you right now, Holy Spirit, for those of us who need to find you as our treasure again, breathe on us, God. Breathe on us the breath of life. Let the desires of this world and the desires for other things pass away. Let them grow dim. Even now right now and today and going forward, God. Breathe on us. God, help us to be jealous for that time with you as you are jealous for our affection. It's a holy jealousy rooted in love. We love you, Lord, and we trust, God, that the things we ask you, that you say are ours in Christ Jesus, that they're already done. And because they're done, we say amen.